Khan was tasked with the duty of watching the entire debate and uh, and uh, coming up with clips for it. Which, wow, what did he what did he do to deserve that? I was born an American citizen who was participating in the uh, the democratic process. Way yeah. to put a brave face on it. I gave it about... It was so long. <laughs> I gave it about 45 minutes. You went longer than that? I went almost two hours. I was well, shocked. I looked at the clock. I, I got to admit, I was uh, kind of farting around as I watched it, but uh, I may have been doing other Hard stuff. Hard fart primary. <laughs> and and flipping occasionally to a baseball game. But, but I missed <clears> the I missed, I missed the big finish. How did that go, Sean? I didn't, the question was? Oh, I think most of every human being on Earth missed the, missed the big finish. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let uh, Mr. <laughs> Anderson... already left. I'm going to bed! I've had a heart attack! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll let Anderson Cooper set it up for you. Last week, Ellen DeGeneres was criticized after she and former President George W. Bush were seen laughing together at a football game. Ellen defended their friendship, saying, we're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay, that we're all different. So, in that spirit, we'd like you to tell us about a friendship that you've had that would surprise us, what impacts it's had on you and your beliefs. So, uh, and then each candidate was forced to answer that. Pretty typical responses, nothing out of the ordinary, but then they got to uh, one Joe Biden. Vice President Biden. One trick is to tell them stories that don't go anywhere. <laughs> like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville, I needed a new heel for my shoe. So I decided to go to Morganville, which is what uh. they call Shelbyville in those days. So I tied an onion to my belt, yeah. which was the style at the time. I'm now, not, to take the ferry cost a I'm nickel. I'm not sure and I believe that that's days, the... Nichols had pictures right. of bumblebees on him. <laughs> Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. Now, where were we? Oh, he- okay, you guys figured out <laughs> yes. my ruse. That was not Joe Biden. Here's a... Uh, here, here but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. It was a joke. Relax. Here's uh, here's the actual uh, Joe Biden. us what impacts it's had on you and your beliefs. Vice President Biden. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Yeah, and he ran. I don't a think bunch that's of your actual boys. answer either. I don't think it was actually Corn <laughs> and Pop. And I did. Yeah, he, was the person he disagrees days, with? Sure things it was an unlikely friendship. Him and Corn Pop. Now he said John McCain. It wasn't. They did relevant. come together. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> at the end, him and Corn Pop, they reached an agreement. <laughs> it was a metaphor for Syria and the uh, Russians or something. I can't wait till the ratings come out. I expect them to be incredibly low. And then if you di- dive into the ratings of how many people watched very long, it's going to be low, 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 low. Hey, and getting... you still have to figure out who your candidate's going to be if you're if you're a Democrat. Yeah, and the debates ain't doing it. Oh, I was going to dive into the emails because we got a bunch of response okay. to the question: Are you scared if you're a Democrat or are desperate to have Trump out of the White House by the developments so far? Because it it looks like you've got a snippy old Marxist, semi-Marxist Liz Warren leading the pack by quite a bit in popular perception, and she's considered unelectable by most uh, Democrat heavyweights. Um, so I just wonder if you're nervous. Hey, I'm getting, they could be wrong, of course, because oh, yeah. all Republican heavyweights thought Trump was unelectable. All of them. Right. Luckily, he ran against Hillary, who, who was saying earlier that she is, was, uh, where'd you get that from? The four? No, uh, it was some, un, uh, a pundit I will not name. Oh, why not? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. Is it your lover? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I just can't imagine. I'm getting paywalled by I've the never LA had Times. A, I've never had a lover who would watch the Democratic debate <laughs> and have an opinion on it. <laughs> you're Ever missing, in my life. You're missing out. <laughs> I have a lover I've been married to for quite a number of years now, and I could not 
possibly convince her to watch it for more than 10 minutes. It's just there, nothing short of uh, and, and nothing I would contemplate with my beloved wife. I make my house payments with this crap, and you could barely convince me yeah, to I watch know. the damn Honestly, thing. It was awful. So I'm getting paywalled by the L.A. Times, uh, Hanson. This story about uh, Tyler Skaggs, who was a major league pitcher, he threw, he's a hell of a good pitcher, too, for the... Uh, the Los Angeles Anaheim Angels of Orange County, uh, uh, Pasadena, um, it, who died mysteriously and suddenly, suddenly turns out to be an opioid overdose. Mm. Um, and there was word he was abusing them with a number of other Angels employees or getting them through them or just there are a lot of people taking those pills and he happened to OD. It's, it's a story straight out of economically depressed middle America, honestly, but this guy's a, a millionaire, young, handsome, rich pitcher. Um, so uh, I find myself wondering how deep this goes. Painkillers are omnipresent in big-time sports. Oh, yeah, you got you. It'd, pretty, pretty, it'd be almost impossible to be a pro athlete and not take some sort of painkillers, would it? Yeah, from time to time. I mean, surgeries or just painful injuries are so common, and the uh, painkillers are so omnipresent. Particularly the NFL. Yeah, that I'm, yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen more of this. I'm glad we haven't, but I, I'm concerned, and I have a feeling that shoe's going to drop in, uh, in the NFL, especially, and in, in who's throwing opioids around and who's not. I I was reminded of the brutality of the league. I was, you know, I'm a, a 49ers fan. Um, lived on the West Coast now for decades. I grew up a Bears fan, the Mighty Bears. Mike Ditka, Jim McMahon, the ba- the Bears. Anyway, um, I heard one of my players wasn't going to play. One of my favorite players, and there he was on the field. And I thought, wow, I guess his injury wasn't as bad. But then I was listening to a sports talk show that I enjoy. Um, even though I've called it the lowest form of communication known to mankind below body noises and, and you know, that sort of thing. But um, And they mentioned that, yeah, just before the game, he took a shot of uh, what was the name of the drug? The guy had the name of the drug. He took, a, you know, a shot of uh, don't feel at all. And um, and he looked great in the first half, but as it wore off, oh. you could really see it was bothering him. And apparently he decided not to take another shot at halftime, this commentator said, because you could really see it in the second half. Well, the guy literally, I mean, took a shot of a prescription painkiller and was numbed and just abused his body part until he couldn't take it. Have they been using that language in NFL games since I was a little kid? Or they, well, they shot it up, so he's back out there. Right. So you took something that's too injured, your body's telling you, don't walk on this foot. Right, shut it down, shut it down. And you take something that masks that and keep walking on it. And yeah. they, they've been doing that uh, probably half the play, well, not that much, but I'll bet. There's double digits on the field every game that are doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I just uh, I hope Major League Sports is hip to uh, the fact that people are dying by the tens of thousands from this stuff and are good about it. It's tragic. Young man died, but hell of a lot of young people die from that stuff. Coming up, as facial recognition technology has taken off, is taking off, has taken off already in America. There's good possibility you're in a police lineup right now with I your am? face, according to the New York Times. I didn't do anything. Also, what has replaced bird watching as America's favorite old timey pastime? I gotta know this. Do you coupon clipping? I'm heading for the uh, the demo. You're moving into that part of your life. Oh yeah, bird watching's out. I already got the book and I got the binoculars. Now it's out. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're playing this song because Sweet Child of Mine. Sorry, am this, I early? This song just became Two, the three, four. Just became the first video from the eighties to surpass one billion YouTube views. Oh wow. <laughs> for, for, for those keeping track. Whoop de doo. That's a lot of views though. That's a lot of views. A billion. How much money did they get off of that? A billion dollars. I have no idea. I'll bet it's shockingly low though. For a billion views. Um, speaking of technology, here's Andrew Yang on the debate stage last night making a point that I thought was damned interesting. The best Turning. way we can fight back against big tech companies is to say our data is our property. Right now, our data is worth more than oil. How many of you remember getting your data check in the mail? It got lost. It went to Facebook, Amazon, Google. If we say this is our property and we share in the gains, that's the best way we can thank, balance the scales against you, the big Mr. tech companies. Yang. There, there's a bigger... An argument he's been making uh, every debate. I like him being on the stage. He's got no shot of winning. Yeah. He's like at 1%, but he brings up interesting stuff other people don't bring up. So The, the entire uh, automation segment of the debate, I think, only existed because Andrew Yang is yep. still in this. Yep. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know, I don't swing that way electorally or anything, but I'd like him to stay on the scene. I want more Amy Klobuchar in the days to come. I'd like to see her rise up in the Senate. Uh, there are a handful of compelling characters. Mayor Pete's a good man. Corey, I, Beto. Oh, please, the two of them. Ugh. Get. And and take crazy hot Gabby with you. She's, you know, seems like a nice enough gal, and she's a cutie, no doubt, but I can't figure out what the hell she believes in anymore. She was talking about the Middle East. She's pretty adamant about it, though. Well, yeah, I got that. <laughs> but I've been studying this thing since I was a wee lad, and I didn't know what the hell she was talking about. Um, but to, so Andrew Yang saying regularly that data is worth more than oil. That was a good quote. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Andrew. And that was the advantage that Facebook and Google had over a lot of companies, is they were the first companies to realize and harvest data, and then Amazon kind of came along and did it in their own mm-hmm. way as well. Yeah. Yeah. Van Jones is the other one I was thinking of, and he wasn't on the stage, obviously, but he's the kind of guy I'd love to know. I'd love to sit around and disagree with, because he's, you know, he's sees the world a little differently than I do, but I think he's an honest man. So is your face part of the data that you should own? Uh, face recognition Nobody technology? Wants <laughs> Nobody wants it. Trust me. I've tried. Well, the pictures of your face. Facial recognition technology. Now, this scared me, and then I'm going to see how you react to the big number that, that made me go, oh, my God, and then I calmed down. My face is like that dish you've put out at three different garage sales. You got down to a nickel, and still it sits there. <laughs> Nobody wants your face? Nobody wants Um You might be in a police lineup right now, is the headline from the New York Times. This is from You'll their- never take me awake. The privacy project that I've been following for a while, because they're they're taking a look at this. Facial recognition technology is the new norm. You may think, I've got nothing to hide, but we should all be a little bit concerned. Read through this. They talk about this woman who had her picture taken, blah, blah, blah. And then they hit you with this number. Um, and, how, and they talk about how Congress must declare a, a national moratorium on the use of facial recognition technology until legal restrictions have been put in place without restrictions on face recognition. America's future is going to be closer to um, China's than we would like to think. China! This is the stat that got my attention. Police databases now feature the faces of nearly half of Americans, 
most wow. of whom have no idea their image is there. Now, that made me think, wow. Then I thought, wait a second. My picture's on my driver's license. Mm-hmm. Is that what they mean? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying everybody, to decide how worried I should almost, be about this. Almost everybody in America over the age of 16 has their picture with the government. Right. Or, and oh, has, absolutely. And correct. has for decades. Even those who don't have driver's licenses have official state IDs. So they can conduct a business, check into hotels, etc. Right. So when I first heard that sound, I thought, that's horrifying. That they've already gathered that many pictures. Yeah, they gathered them when I sat down in front of that gray screen and kind of half smiled and had one eye shut. Yeah, and they, exactly. And they counted they, to three and took the picture on two for some yeah, reason. And yeah. I look way fatter than I am. Dang it. <laughs> so I don't know if that's something I should be scared about or not. Yeah. In general, I don't like the direction it's going. They started reading license plates in the parking lot everywhere you go with nobody talking about it or anything, and they compile that data of where you go all the time. They have so much data on where you go, it's absolutely amazing. We didn't vote on it. It's government surveillance in the most obvious, undisguised way. Are they doing it? You don't have to be very sophisticated to understand what that is government surveillance. But why wouldn't I think they're going to do it at that level with facial recognition technology? They're going to have... There'll be a database somewhere. They got my face walking into this bank, this restaurant, this ball game. Uh, just over my lifetime, thousands of pictures of me where I mm-hmm. go, and yeah. nobody votes for it. Yeah, it, it doesn't even have to be your picture, right? The way the way that all these devices are now interconnected with the the whole Internet of Things thing. Your phone is your much more than your face is a personal identifier. And there isn't really a way to opt out of these things. Even if you don't personally have one of those doorbell cameras, if someone in your neighborhood does, it, because it's talking and trying to bounce off other Wi-Fi things, even if you don't hook up to it, it knows, oh, this phone was in range of this Wi-Fi thing, and we, even though we didn't connect to it, he didn't give us permission to access it. Right. They can still track you on that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, it's It won't be a problem as long as we don't end up down the road of you know, a certain sort of person or a group in charge. But if we ever do, they're going to have the information they need to really make things ugly. Well, and they'll weaponize it like the IRS has been weaponized on a number of occasions in American history. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be uh, something to watch this unfold because it's unfolding so quickly. I mean, the guy who said, I tell you what, the donkey is going to give way to the horse. He wasn't around to see the horse give way to the car, which gave way to the you know electric car or whatever. He just didn't live long enough. All this stuff is probably going to come home to roost fairly quickly. I like the idea of a moratorium on, until Congress has discussed this and it's been put in front of people and we decide what we want and what we don't want. Yeah. Instead of it just starting down that road. Now you got cities like San Francisco, the first city in America to ban, uh, you know, harvesting people's facial images yeah, and yeah. storing them. Yeah. And and Andrew Yang's whole thing about you ought to own your data. I'm just reminded of the other day when a- Amazon, Amazon? No. Uh, uh, yeah, Amazon started to try to sell me softcore shots of movie stars. I'm like, what in the way? On, on my Amazon feed that my wife and daughter share. And I dug into it and I finally figured out that they use data from Sites you visit that are Amazon advertising partner sites. As I explained the other day, I was trying to figure out who Anita Ekberg was when she died, and I clicked on an image, and they said, oh, oh he's totally into Anita Ekberg. <laughs> this guy wants to buy, honest to God, an 8x10 of Anita Ekberg for fourteen ninety nine. 
Which, again, makes me a terrible consumer as well as, you know, I don't know. But you combine that with now the government has all that sorts of stuff and they and they have uh, some aims that are noble and some that are not and not sure you should trust them with the tool anyway. And it'll all come home to roost, I think, pretty quickly to pay this off. According to The New York Times, fly fishing is the new bird watching. Oh, that's cool. So if you bought all your bird watching gear and you're ready to be a hip, cool bird watcher. Chuck it all for fly fishing gear. Take that uh, binoculars and, and bap a fish over the head with them. There you go. Pick up some waders. I, yeah, I actually enjoy fly fishing a great deal. I can't for a while because of physical issues, but, um, I, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's relaxing. It's beautiful. It's in nature. And my favorite description of fishing, let's go yank some fish into outer space by their face. Mm. I don't think they think it as funny as you do, but. Mare fish. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Turk invasion of Syria, front and center at the White House, and from the Democratic debate, more of Andrew Yang challenging Elizabeth Warren on her wealth tax idea. Hmm. A Quinnipiac poll that came out today, national poll, had Elizabeth Warren statistically tied with Biden within the margin of error. Um, uh, both were up one point in the last two weeks. But I don't, I don't think the debate last night did anything. Um, I don't... It's, it's been locked in place for quite some time. How this is going to shake out, who flippin' knows? Now, um... The big developments are yet to come. What are they going to be? A, an event? Is it going to be some sort of event that they all react to? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. The way these things shake out are always odd, and you didn't see them coming. Having watched a bunch of races and and, and thought, okay, this guy's clearly taking the lead and the rest of it, and then by election day, he's forgotten. It's just, it's it's tough to predict these things. Boy, the people in power... On the Democratic in the Democratic Party are really worried about Elizabeth Warren being the nominee. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll see. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is again explaining his decision to withdraw U.S. troops from northern Syria. He was talking with reporters at the White House, insisting the U.S. is not a policing agent. As for Turkey making military moves into northern Syria, Trump said it is not America's problem. Our soldiers are not in harm's way, as they shouldn't be, as two countries fight over land. That has nothing to do with us. He's noted the Turks and the Kurds may fight and argued that the Kurds, quote, are not angels either. Trump, meanwhile, sending Mike Pence and the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo to Turkey to try to work out a ceasefire, saying we're trying to get Turkey to do the right thing. We want to see wars stopped. Meanwhile, the President and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi are planning to meet face-to-face today. It's going to be the first time that's happened since the impeachment inquiry began. Trump's invited congressional leaders on both parties to the White House to talk about Turkey's military operation. Now, Pelosi started the impeachment inquiry that the President and other Republicans have called illegitimate because there was no vote in the House. And Pelosi said, as of last night, There's no requirement that we have a vote and so we, at this time, we will not be having a vote. And I'm very pleased with the thoughtfulness of our caucus. It means a lot that they have not had a vote yet. Yeah. I mean, that is so the question, extraordinary. But the question everybody asks is, is she not doing it because she doesn't have the votes? 
Is that the reason? She doesn't actually have the votes to get it through, or does she think it would be a disaster if it did pass, and then the Senate immediately says in like five minutes, show of hands, not enough, okay, nope. we're done, it's over. Right. Yeah, I think the best thing that Democrats can do as politicians is just string this thing along and keep throwing dirt out. It's really campaign dirt, mostly. Uh, you know, he's got bad judgment. He's got bad people working for him. He's a bad president. Um, and and it's it's wearing the, uh, you know, the shiny suit of impeachment to make it look more dressed up and more uh, impressive. But it's really just campaign dirt. But they think it, it works for them. If you actually make it a formal impeachment, then the real grown-ups show up, and it could be over in the blink of an eye. Or, and or people might say, you don't have evidence of high crimes and misdemeanors. You just have evidence of being a bad president. Democratic presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren's finding out her rise in the polls has come with a cost. At Tuesday's debate in Ohio, Warren's plans were subjected to closer scrutiny, like her call for a wealth tax. Andrew Yang saying that countries that have tried it have repealed it because of massive implementation problems and other woes. But Yang went on to say, We should look at what Germany, France, Denmark, and Sweden still have, which is a value-added tax. If we give the American people a tiny slice of every Amazon sale, every Google search, every robot truck mile, every Facebook ad, we can generate hundreds of billions of dollars and then put it into our hands because we know best how to use it. We do have new evidence that those uh, cortisone injections used to treat knee and hip pain may be more dangerous than previously thought. Uh-oh. A special report in the medical journal Radiology said those injections can accelerate arthritis and lead to joint collapse. Researchers at Boston University School of Medicine did the study, and they found the injections could actually speed up the need for knee and hip replacement. They say patients should be warned. So heads up on that one. I think I got one of those in my back once. Or my butt for my back. My back locked up. Well, the butt bone connected to the backbone, as any orthopedist can tell you. (laughs) (laughs) And it relieved the pain, did Mm. it not? Yeah, those. I've actually had a couple of those shots. They didn't do me any good. Oh, really? Zero. Um, Unlocked my back immediately. Hey, look at me. I'm tap dancing. (laughs) Yeah, I I have a friend who had a uh, wiped out knee and a wiped out shoulder. And I might get this backward, but don't worry about it. Uh, did him zero good in his shoulder. Was immensely helpful in his knee. Huh. So yeah, I, I thought they were you know miracles. Then not so much. In the major league playoffs, the National League championship has been decided. And there it is. The Washington Nationals are National League champions. There will be a World Series in D.C. Nationals heading to the World Series for the first time, completing their sweep of the Cardinals with a 7-4 win in Game 4. If the news anchors and anchorettes of the Beltway square off against the news anchors and anchorettes of Manhattan with the Yankees getting in, it will be insufferable. It will be hard to take. Chirpy little reporters and reporterettes who don't follow baseball at all, suddenly become the world's biggest fans. And have lived in that town for a couple of years, got out of college and moved to D.C. Right. Oh, that'll be tough to take. (laughs) (laughs) There there, there you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. As a Giants fan, I'm a Bryce Harper hater. And uh, the fact that he left the Nationals for $300 million 
and now his team is in the World Series. And I that, just love. Right, exactly. And he's watching on television. The soonest possible moment after that, they're in the World Series. <laughs> Finally, he's out. Now we're champions. <laughs> that's a little satisfying, yeah. Honestly. That probably makes me a bad person, but oh, you know, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's fair enough. If, if the evil shoe fits. And uh, we've been mentioning through the morning, kind of sports, kind of not, they're burning LeBron James jersey in Hong Kong. And that is not the result he was hoping for when he weighed, uh, waded into that uh, Jack, story. those Hong Kong pro- protesters, they're not educated. They really ought to think, because they don't know what they're talking about expressing that opinion. And that's what he said about that uh, Rockets executive. Of course, what do they think of him on mainland China with the information that they get uh, spoon-fed to them by the, the government's media? Uh, maybe they, they'll hail him as a hero in mainland oh, China. And that's, where, and that's where they play the game, so who right. knows? Yeah, yeah. It's probably a fair trade for LeBron. He's hated by the people who are desperately clinging to their freedoms, but the communists love him, and they have money. Shut up. That's what I'd say. <laughs> who, who, who are you shutting up in this scenario? Uh, yes. this, the athletes oh, and their opinions oh. and all this stuff. Just right. shut up. Yeah, yeah. Shut up and dribble, as Laura Ingram said in her title of one of her books. <laughs> Not helpful. Um, I did like Elizabeth Warren taking some flack from another can- a number of candidates last night on her pie-in-the-sky uh, Medicare plan. Right. She, she got beat up pretty good on that. Joe Biden saying, one, you can't do it. And then other people talking about how expensive it is. Joe Biden saying late in the debate, I didn't see it because I didn't watch the boring thing. Joe Biden saying late in the debate, the entire Pentagon budget would pay for four months of your Medicare for all, mm-hmm. which is amazing given what our yeah. Pentagon budget is. Right, right. And I think it was Mayor Pete who said, look, we're already so divided. Everybody's so partisan right now. You're going to ram through a plan that tosses 120 million people off their insurance? That's going to make people go crazy. He'll never get that through. I mean, it was just a good, solid Midwestern realist's look at it. I don't want to be president to think small. I don't want to talk about what I can't do. I want to talk about what we can do. That's why I'm going to ride a unicorn to Mars. Unicorns don't exist and you die. There's no oxygen. (laughs) You can't lecture me. I didn't run for president to not ride unicorns to Mars. That's just such a non-argument. It's an argument for stupid people. It's working, though. There you go. And usually when they have crowds that are allowed to cheer, the crowds cheer her like crazy when she says that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. The other candidates are saying, look, constitutionally, fiscally, Politically boring. <laughs> yeah. This can't happen. It's just, why are we talking about something that can't happen? I'm not here. To, and, and, and Your unicorn is going to remain on Earth, apparently. <laughs> As I ride my unicorn <laughs> to, to Mars. <laughs> and anybody who tries to stand in the way of that is a can't do person. And echoing Republican talking points. Right. All right. You know, and we haven't played the Klobuchar clip. That was my one of my favorite things that anybody said last night when uh, when Amy Klobuchar said, "You accuse me of 
echoing Republican talking points. You're giving the Republicans talking points by talking about something that's going to cost $30 trillion and can't happen. Right. They're going to use your talking points. Right. And she's right about that. I just hope there's that sincere and powerful an exchange of ideas when Donald Trump debates William Weld. <laughs> or who's that other guy? If Elizabeth nobody Warren, knows, nobody cares. If Elizabeth Warren, oh Joe Walsh. If Elizabeth Warren gets the nomination, Trump and the and the Republican Party are going to beat that to death with ads all across the country and spend however much money it takes right. to let people know this is what it's going to cost. This is how undoable it is. Yeah. Yep. Um. And I, I saw uh, somebody last night pointing out how if you watch football games in Pennsylvania, for instance, there's a Trump ad on like five times per game. Oh, is They're that right? They're spending a ton of money on advertising already. Oh, yeah. I'll bet it's all across the Midwest. And... Anyway, that's yeah. enough of that. Well, Long time ago. Be sure to register and vote because the election's in 384 days. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What'd you think, Ben? Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Mortal. Mortal. <laughs> Somebody grabbed the cape and pulled on it and survived. Pete Klobuchar. It was amazing to see the moderates say, you know what, enough. We're tired of the, 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 the woke economics. We want to actually have a voice here. That's from Van Jones I'll be on CNN saying uh, somebody pulled her cape off and survived. So. Mm. We'll see how this all turns out. And like Joe said, that, that ends my conversation. Remember, we're only 384 days away from the election. What the blank are we talking about this? I don't know. Uh, came, I don't know. I came across this story yesterday, and I meant to delve into it deeper. Maybe somebody can, uh, Sean Hansen, somebody can dig into this if this is true. You want us to delve or dig? <laughs> Police found a father and six children who've been living in a cellar of a farm for the past nine years, waiting for the end of days. The children are all over 18 now, and had no idea there were other people still on Earth. Gotta wait one more day, because their days ain't ended yet. This is in the Netherlands. It's not in the United States, but... Wow. I thought I need to read more about this, and so I left myself a note, but I didn't. I didn't look it up. I'm sorry. How long have they been living down there? Nine years, <whistles> down in a cellar, waiting for the end of days. Dad had told the kids, "End of days are coming. End of days have come." So they just sit down there twiddling their thumbs, and the kids were convinced. Any there minute were now, no kids. more people. Any on Earth. minute. Wow, that's something. It's obviously horrific. I think. Yes. Well, it oh, is. It obviously, is. is. But, yeah. uh, yeah. it, you know. Well, anyway, that's something. Yeah, 18 how'd to they, 25 years old. How'd this come to be known? I don't know anything more than I just said. Joe's looking at something on a screen, but uh, maybe yeah. we can bring you that story tomorrow and look into it a little bit. Yeah, wow, that's just crazy, man. There are a lot of different kinds of crazy on Earth, and that's one of them. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is just evil. It's um, scammers. You know, I, I have three young adults. <laughs> one uh, of the kids went to a pub. <laughs> is that how it got... N- Hey, wait a minute. I thought the days had ended. Anyway, I'll have a pint. <laughs> um, I have three young adult kids, and they are often targeted by scammers. Because, you know, you follow, you have some money, you're a little inexperienced in the world, and that sort of thing. And I'm thinking about the various 
number one, sympathy is one of the ways they, the scammers try to exploit you. Sympathy is a big one. It's um, the whole at the gas station, I just need 20 oh. bucks. My kid is sick, and i got to right. get back to whatever city is just far enough to justify that. Um, or, uh, you know, my daughter got scammed by somebody who said her paycheck bounced and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, the other one is vanity. If they can convince you you're super pretty and should be a model or something like that. Oof. And uh, this uh, Girls Do Porn website, uh, based in San Diego, um, women submitted applications through websites with names like BeginModeling.com, which promised a comfortable start in the industry. And, wow, you're super pretty. Um, $5,000 to do the shoot. And then um, they just... Or they were duped into making softcore porn, and then the guy said, now you're going to do hardcore, or the softcore goes straight to everybody you know, and it's oh, just... Wow. Oh, I'm yeah. not I'm not young or a woman or pretty. I'm none of those things. Agreed. But, 0 for 3. Uh, I am 0 for 3 on that. <laughs> but how do you not look around as a, as, a, as a super hot chick and think, well, you know, there are a lot of other hot chicks around. I mean, a lot. Everywhere I go, you I want to be the hot. I chick. go to a basketball game. There's a lot of other really hot chicks, so it's kind of hard to imagine why anybody would ever pay me five thousand dollars for anything. The basketball players on the court are thinking they're the basketball player too, in spite of all evidence to the contrary. It's just vanity. But anyway, these guys made uh, seventeen million dollars in uh, in amateur porn, starring nervous first timers. Um, the FBI's in on it. They're they're prosecuting the heck out of these people. Um, some of the women were threatened with legal action or outing if they didn't perform. They were barred from leaving shoots, even sexually assaulted. They were Ooh. often paid far less than the five thousand dollars that was were... offered. So some of these gals were desperate or greedy or whatever, and said, "Yeah, okay, I'll do that and that and that for five grand." And then they hand them a check for fifteen hundred dollars and say, "Get." So these guys were half a dozen kinds of evil. There's lots of pretty girls. Yep. Uh, Fellas and gals in on the scheme, too. Women more than willing to exploit other women. It is now my incredible privilege to present final thoughts with these moron arms wrong and getting. Thank you, Mr. President. Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everyone on the crew. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought? Well, Joe Biden mentioned it, and your grandparents mentioned it, and they're correct. Clipping coupons is fun, and it will get you rich. I got 30 cents off Hot Pockets, 10 cents off Capri Sun. Buy one, get one free on Lunchables. Why? Nice. Just oh, subscribe to TV Guide. Just a smart consumer. He's uh, our uh, esteemed newsman, Marsha Phillips. I do have to tell you, I've been checking and checking and checking to see about the ratings for last night's debate. I have seen nothing yet. Absolutely well, nothing. They'll be out tomorrow, but yeah, I guarantee be, Nobody cares enough to compile. They're going to be low, I yeah. guarantee you. Yeah. Positive Sean, producer, final thought? Yes, after months and months uh, and my hair being the longest that it's ever been, I finally got a haircut. And it's similar to the feeling when I got new shoes when I was about 10. I feel so fast. I'm taking quarters so quickly. My my aerodynamics are immaculate. Your neck is stretched by an inch. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought? I've had it with this crap. I've had it with all this crap. Yeah, I know it. Just had it with it. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what we're going to do. 
I, I don't. I can't hear another word about the, who's running for president. I can't hear another word about the impeachment. I just have had it with all that crap. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this off the air a little bit. The way the news business works is some brave news director says, "We're going big on this. We're really going big on this. Everything that happened, we're going to we're going to own this story." Well, all those big stories that they own to me are so tired. Oh. they're so worn out. We must dig elsewhere. Yeah, on the I'd other say. hand, Mayor Pete seems like a fine fellow. He does, actually. He does. Seems like a good dude. Armstrong and Getty, right? I got another grueling four-hour workday. That's my summary of the debate. Mayor Pete seems like a fine fellow. So many people <laughs> thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have the podcast there. Oh, we got the video of that woke lunatic at the board meeting. Uh, all sorts of good stuff. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. The squad endorsing Bernie is an interesting yeah. development. That is bad news for the Democratic Party. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios. Mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Because guess what? Why in God's name should someone who's clipping coupons in the stock market... Armstrong and Getty.